Hey friends, it's your host, Natua, and you are welcome to my big girl era. Y'all, if you're like me, the pressure is getting hwasa. <laughs> but together, we're going to dig deep and talk about it. Let's get it. Let's go. Hey friends, today we have a very, very special guest. Um, first and foremost, she is a woman, a straight woman of God. Um, she's an advocate for female empowerment. She is a certified health coach. She is a physical trainer. She is founder and okay. CEO of New Eve Wellness. She is a period. She is a fellow oh, podcaster. And of course, y'all know I have to have another Ooh, yeah. East African baddie on here. Um, she is my biological sister and literally my best friend. Her name is... <laughs> Let me do my intro in peace. <laughs> Her name is Tulimubona Namulemo. Uh, welcome to the podcast. Stop wiping tears. <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, no one has ever introduced oh, my God. me. <laughs> What, a, what an honor to be on the um, BGE yeah. podcast. Yeah. Wow. You're welcome to be here. <laughs> but anyways, also, before we start, I just wanted to point out that my sister is still single. Eh? Still single. single and such At this big age. This big age. Both brains and beauty still single so for the men out there who are listening eh if you are a crusty crusty sorry excuse of a man or one of those men of god who talks the talk but doesn't walk the walk don't waste the ones who got uh they got philippians 4 13 in in their their bio bio, but they don't read their bible ever those ones don't waste your time okay if you're a man who has had the privilege of being in the same orbits as my sister and you have had access okay. to her for years and are just now, <laughs> just now you are realizing that she is a baddie, eh? The door is to the left. The door, not the sub. <laughs> no shame. Okay. No shame. Okay. All and sleep. Because not only that, we want only want men who are sure and see the potential immediately. Lastly, if you are a man who is still, you're still talking to my sister. You're still talking, eh? Still talking. And you haven't taken the initiative to take her off this God-forsaken dating market. Okay. I am sorry for you because, like I like to say, it's a competition. And somebody's son going to scoop her up. And 10 years from now, you'll be stalking her page, unfulfilled, and wondering why you didn't just back her up. <laughs> if you want to talk to them, talk to them That's direct. Silly. Don't talk to the podcast. <laughs> so basically, my sister is still single, but only serious contenders only. Anyways. I knew you, I, I knew you were gonna do I a plug because you all you all you want is these these nieces Listen, and nephews. I'm like I to knew be you were an auntie in the next five years. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> Five. I got you in three years. Three Amen. Three Amen. years. We'll receive it. <laughs> but anyways, um, for all of y'all listening, um, today we're going to be talking about generational health. So to start off this podcast, um, uh, talking about your personal brand, New Eve Wellness, what inspired you to start it? You can explain like the name, all that stuff, like and where do you want to see it going in the next like five to 10 years? That's a great question. <laughs> uh, new Eve Wellness. So you said where or how did yeah, I start like it? What inspired you to start New Eve Wellness? Like what's the story behind New Eve Wellness? New Eve Wellness was born out of my own testimony, which I think God does that mm-hmm. a lot where the things that you may struggle with and come through, quote unquote, or you have a testimony about are the same things that he uses to use you in other people's lives and to influence other people because you could be like, hey, I've walked that yeah. journey and I speak from a place of knowing yeah. that and walking the journey, knowing where you are and knowing that, hey, you can come out on the other side. So it was born out of my own uh, insecurities mm-hmm. with myself, my body. I had horrible self-image, horrible self-worth. Um, I thought I was scum of the earth. <laughs> I had body dysmorphia, all the stuff. And I turned to, (laughs) but I never watched that. That's the thing though. You know what I mean? It's just now that I know I'm aware, right? But um, I turned to exercising Mm -hmm. in order to fix that thinking that, oh, maybe if I lose weight and I'm skinny, like all the models yeah. because at the time you know that's true uh, there was less representation yes media was not very it wasn't like they weren't showing athletic they weren't bodies showing they weren't showing bigger bodies, bodies, bigger mm-hmm. bodies yeah it was just skinny like just to be real it was skinny white girls with blonde hair and blue eyes like i'm just keeping mm-hmm. it real right and so if if you didn't fit into that beauty standard you kind of felt like and by the way, let me say skinny, not as derogatory, mm-hmm. right? Because even part of my brand is like not, you know, not using certain words that, you know, make make you think about a, cert, a certain negative way about your yeah. body. I just mean like thin um, white women with blonde hair and, blonde hair and blue eyes. And, and you, y'all know, like from what, 15 years ago, that was the standard of beauty that we saw presented. Yeah. And so I figured, okay, maybe if I look close to that, then I will feel better about myself. Then my self-worth will increase, my self-image will get better. Yeah. And so every beginning of the year, I'm like, well, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to get fit. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to lose weight. Mind you, I was actually pretty small. Like I'm the, right now I'm the biggest I have ever yeah. been. And I'm mad about it. Okay. <laughs> Miss Thickham's over here. Thick athletic is my yeah. body type. We love it here. Um, but I was very, very, very small when I look back on, um, compared to now when I look back on pictures, but in my head, you know, with my body dysmorphia, I just didn't see myself that way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I need to lose weight. I need to get um, smaller so that I can feel better about myself and get more, I don't know, affirmation and attention from people. And long story short, as most people who have tried dieting and exercise to fix their body image or self image, mm-hmm. it doesn't usually work out because a lot of times the issue is actually internal. Yeah. It's within. Um, 
And so a few years after, or kind of around the same time, I ended up rededicating my life to mm. Christ at around 13. And I was, I was like, all right, so if I'm giving my life to Christ, I need to also surrender this area that I'm struggling yeah. with to him. Like, so I was like, I went on this, um, you know, I decided to read through the whole Bible, but I was specifically looking for what God says about me because I'm struggling with me. Like, I don't know. I don't like myself. I hate how I look like all these things. So I went through and I'm looking at scripture. Like, what does God say about me? And I would memorize those scriptures, meditate on them. I had them in the back of my calculator on mirrors everywhere where I would, you know, frequent my, my eyes would be all the time. And I would, I had a, a little paper with that verse mm-hmm. on it. And during that time, God started working on my identity in mm-hmm. him where I'm, I'm reading and internalized that I'm created in the image of mm-hmm. God. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm, um, you know, the verse was it, I forget where it is, but it talks about, <laughs> amen. Well, it talks about like, you know, God taking care of the, is it the bird or the field or the sparrow or whatever? Yeah. And I'm working more. Yes. So all these verses, yeah, all these verses, just understanding who I am, what has, what the person who has created me for a specific mm-hmm. purpose, what does he say about me? Because it doesn't matter what anybody yeah. else says about me, including myself, because yeah. I didn't create yeah. me for myself. God created me for his glory. So I'm like, hey, what does he say about me? In Christ. Okay. And so long story short, I had it during college. Again, it was like, because a lot of these transformation and these, you don't, when you hear someone's testimony, you think it was like a one day uh, and then the next I, day, it boom. Literally, right? it's the opposite of that. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a it's process. A it's a Even here, like, when you talk about healing, healing is a yep. journey. Like you reach a place where you feel like you're pretty healed, but then you realize you need yep. more healing. And I think life really is just about like, because we're, yeah. we're we're just we're, we're broken from yeah. people. So we're it's like always, always going to have those temptations. It's like you don't just get over it one one that one time. You can go five years without, and then boom, something happens and you're back to square one. <laughs> sure, you could literally you could right. be you could be fine for thirty years, and then boom, something triggers you. So it's a whole journey. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of how it happened where I had that time when I rededicated my life to mm-hmm. Christ and I was like, wow, like I'm building my identity in Christ. And then another time in college, um, when I had another sort of identity crisis, a whole, that's a whole different story. But it was during that time where I was like, okay, so I've been trying to exercise every, every beginning, you know, the new year's new year, yep. new me. Okay. New year, new me crew where y'all are. <laughs> hey, we got to work on that mindset, by the way, the whole new year, new me thing. Cause nah. Um, but I was part of the new year, new me crew. And what I mean by that is you come, you come in, first of all, you wait until the beginning of a new year to yep. start whatever you're trying to start. Right. You could be in Feb, but you're like, I'm going to start again next yeah. year. So you wait till the beginning of the next year and you're, you're like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then after three days, like you stop doing everything. Yeah. Right. And we, there, there's a lot, there's a lot there, but that's the, 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 the little camp I was on where I'm like, all right, it's a new year. I'm finally going to get my exercise right. I'm going to lose weight, blah, 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 blah. But then I was like, hold on. What does it look like? Like the Bible says, whatever you do, uh, whether in word or mm. deed, oh no, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. And I think that's in first Corinthians. I'm so bad at remembering the references, <laughs> but um, I was starting to ask myself, what does it look like 
to exercise the glory of God. Mm. Like, what exactly does that look like? Do I say a verse with every rep? Like, oh, one, the Lord is my shepherd. <laughs> Two, I shall not want. Three, he makes me lie down in green pastures. <laughs> or what does it look like to eat to the glory of God? Like, with every bite, do I shout, hallelujah? <laughs> Take another bite, hallelujah. You know, like, what exactly does it look like? So through that journey of me discovering, like, mm -hmm. or, or understanding and working through it with God, like, what does it look like to honor God? with my body? Yeah. What does it look like to store my body well through exercise and nutrition and all these things? And that's sort of where New Eve Wellness mm -hmm. was, um, was born is in my own struggle. And by the way, like my hope, my whole, like this, it's a very long story. I don't want to like be long winded, yeah. but I was struggling with body image and self-worth. I wanted to, I was trying to turn to exercise and nutrition to get smaller in order to fix that body image and self forth. Then I realized the solution is actually Jesus Christ and rooting your identity in yep. him. And after doing that, then it was like, okay, now I actually want to take care of my body. Yep. Not because I want, I, I need to become smaller, want to become smaller, but because I want to honor God with my body because yep. my body is a temple of God. It is his vessel. He has loaned me this, this, this body here mm -hmm. to, to, to use and inhabit while I'm on this earth. He inhabits the, uh, this earth, my body. Yeah. And so what does it look like to worship God with my body? Because yeah. we are created to glorify and honor and worship God. So that's what, uh, new, that's where new Eve wellness came from. New Eve wellness mm -hmm. is at the end of the day, exemplifying and showing people. Um, and especially I work with mostly women, mm -hmm. um, how to, how we, how we can, practice wellness as worship. Yeah. So equipping and encouraging um, women to, uh, especially women of God, because mm -hmm. not, I mean, not everyone holds the biblical and faith view. Yeah. So really like mostly women of God would be drawn to this. Um, so equipping and encouraging them to pursue wellness as a lifestyle mm -hmm. in worship to God. Yeah. So I do that through coaching conferences uh, pop-up gyms, you know, eventually some merch okay. and things of that okay. nature. I love mm -hmm. that. Even what comes to mind is even that verse that says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness uh -huh. and all these things shall be added mm -hmm. unto you. Yo, I'm not going to testify yes. on this podcast because this is about you. Okay. <laughs> but it's like a similar concept. It like as, as, as someone who has the mindset of like, okay, if you're a Christian, it's like once you get your relationship with God right, not to say that, oh, it's unicorns and butterflies afterwards, but it adds mm -hmm. like a new perspective. It's like from God, you get what? The peace that surpasses all understanding. That anxiety that you've been battling with, listen, okay. God provides you with just a peace that surpasses understanding. You're going through hardship. I, I am a first-hand recipient of that You're peace. going through the valley. You have this strength you don't know hey. about. You know how you said that word about me, about I'm resilient mm. or whatever, stubbornness, whatever. That strength, honestly, mm -hmm. is from the Lord. <laughs> because okay. if it wasn't the for Lord him, is your strength. If it wasn't for him, come on. Key, we, I would have probably committed suicide by now. But anyways, anyways, anyways. Literally same facts. <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Let's transition to the next like transition question, which is actually relating to what you're saying, which is 
um of obviously let me not forget yeah but you you know you've obviously talked about like you know what new weave wellness where it started why you're doing what you're doing and a concept that you talk a lot about and right now but then even on your podcast live at the well is wellness as uh, as worship so how does wellness as worship look like for you and how have you like tackled that that relates to what you're going to say um so what is worship Worship is ascribing praise to God Mm -hmm. and God deserves our worship regardless. Mm -hmm. Right. I think sometimes we fall into this habit of like, I'm going to praise God when he brings me through this situation. Right. But it doesn't matter what you feel God has given you or not given you or done for you or not done for you, which he's done for a lot lot. for you and given you a lot. Even if he's, even if you don't have what you may have wanted yep. in that moment, you got what you needed because God is everything Woo-wee. you need, right? And he provides <laughs> and he's a protector. Anyway, let me, not, let me not go on here and start preaching. But um, so worship is ascribing praise to God because of who he is, simply because of who he is. It doesn't matter what's going on in my life. God is deserving of my worship, no matter the situation mm-hmm. and the time and the circumstance. And yep. Worship is not just singing. It's not just when you go to church and Sunday morning and you're singing, you know, Jaira, you are enough. It's not just that. (laughs) I trust in God. But it's it's not um, the one who never hears my word. Okay, let's not sing. (laughs) Praise break. Uh, But it's not just the singing time. It's everything you do, depending on your heart posture and your mindset, can be worship. So for me, worshiping God through wellness means I'm taking care of this body because it is a gift. Mm -hmm. Storting this body God has given me, taking the best care I I can of this body, um, but then also like what I was saying before about how fitness had become like an, an idol where it was like, okay, now I'm, you know, now I'm a fitness babe, like I'm fit, you know, we're like, oh my gosh, girl, like, wow, how did you, <laughs> dang girl, I want to be like you. Yeah. And so it's easy for that to get to your head. Um, and so then I would become so hyper-focused on the fitness aspect yeah. and I'd find myself, there were days when I wouldn't spend time with God, but I would not miss a workout. Mm. I would definitely not miss a workout, <laughs> but there's times I would miss, um, spending time with God. So what I started doing is I remember this was in college and there was a lobby area outside the gym that I would go to. Mm -hmm. Um, I would bring my Bible like with me in my backpack after classes. And so if that day, that morning I hadn't spent time with God, I would sit in the lobby and read my Bible before I entered the gym just to remind me like, Hey, don't get it twisted, sweetie pie. Don't get it twisted. Who got you here? The Lord. Lord. Who's going to be with you? What'd you say? I said, it's the Lord. Exactly. (laughs) It's the Lord. (laughs) And so I had to do something tangible to remind myself of what, like why, right? It could be so easy to forget the reason why. And then you find yourself, you know, adopting these unhealthy mindsets, but um, yeah, it just looks like a lot of it is mindset. I always tell my clients, mindset is everything. How you think about the world, how you view things has such a huge impact on your actual actions. So for me, practicing wellness as worship starts with my mindset and my heart posture of truly seeing this as taking care of this vessel, taking care of this body, 
Why? Because it's not mine. It's a gift God has given me. When someone gives you a gift or you, if you lease a car, like you take extra care of a car you leased mm-hmm. versus a car that you own, you know, that you own. Yep. Um, and then also um, being able to, one of the reasons I, I'm motivated to also stay healthy is I want to be able to do the things God has called me to do and health not being like being unhealthy, being a reason I say no mm-hmm. and unhealthy by choice, mm-hmm. right? Because there's of course health issues that people, you, you, you can't, like it just happened, yeah. right? It was genetic yeah. or whatever, but there's a lot of health issues. If we're yeah. being real with like ourselves, how can you be proactive about those things that may already, yeah. our own, exactly our, mm-hmm, our own inaction. Mm-hmm. So even thinking about like, I desire to be a mother someday. And I do believe God has called me to be a mother someday. So like, being healthy now is going to help me yeah. be able to, you know, hopefully God willing, carry healthy pregnancies, have, um, you know, smooth deliveries in Jesus name. Amen. amen. Uh, and be able to be there for my children yeah. and be able to, you know, pick up and do whatever, whenever and yeah. health not be the reason that I can't, I can't do yeah. it. So yeah. I love that. It actually moves on into our, the main meat of, or the title of this podcast, Generational Health, not generational wealth, Ooh. but generational health. Okay. Um, I would say like, um, it's the concept for me, I would say generational health is the concept of establishing sustainable and holistic health habits, right? Um, that obviously mm-hmm. will trickle in into future generations, but how would you define generational mm-hmm. health? Generational health. Um, yeah, I think I would agree with you. Yeah. Uh, I think we hear a lot about generational wealth, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, I got to build generational wealth, build generational wealth, um, set my family up and my kids, my kids and my kids, kids and my kids, kids, kids. But it's like, if you don't have generational health, you won't be able to, to be around to enjoy the generational oh, wealth. Stop yelling. Assuming that stop yelling. That takes you <laughs> something you could have prevented. You said what? Stop yelling. (laughs) (laughs) Loud up for the ones in the back. (laughs) No, but yeah, so I I see it as, um, and for like, for example, many people are just now, they're building, starting to build generational wealth in their generation right now, right? Many people are building on the, the wealth that the previous generation built on. So in the same, in the same sense, yeah. There's families that they they just practice healthy habits, yeah. right? And by the way, when I talk about health and wellness, I talk I'm talking about mental, emotional, yeah. uh, physical, spiritual, holistic. It's not just like being physically fit yeah. or or looking a certain way on the outside. Yeah. So there's families that have been intentional about that, you know, for generations. And there's some that haven't. You may be someone who comes from just a, a very unhealthy, toxic um family and it you've grown up in it you may not even know any different until you may get in certain spaces and you're like wait hold on (laughs) this there's something different out here you know um so so i would just say generational health is whether you're starting it or carrying it on just being intentional about practicing health yeah um healthy habits within your family and the, and the people who are in your control, like maybe you have kids because sometimes you can't, you can't change, like 
your distant cousin or like a parent, Um, but your kids, you do have a lot of influence over your kids. And one of my motivations and when I'm encouraging people to practice wellness now, even as young people, is that your kids are going to learn from you. So kids, kids watch us, kids do what we do. So if your kid sees that mommy prioritizes her health, um, you know, every day, every day she, even she's reading that, her Bible. Like, even or, daddy, yeah. like, that's how I feel like uh, you were even talking about yes. this a few weeks ago. How, like, our, our dad Absolutely. is the one who kind of introduced us into health because he had his own health issues. Like, he had a heart attack fairly young. And from there, he, you know, he changed the whole culture in our household surrounding health from requiring us to go mm-hmm. to, the, to the gym if we wanted screen time. I, y'all, I hated milk. He would require me to drink milk. <laughs> y'all, I would have to drink milk. I wanted <laughs> juice and I'm a juice babe. I love to this day, I love juice. There will always be juice in my house. What were some other things that he did? Yes, we had to go and do, I think at least 30 minutes of exercise before we would get to watch our TV yeah. shows. And and then at the time we were dragging our yeah. feet. I remember being on that, you know, the, the bike thing that blows the air, those old yeah. bikes that blow yeah. air, it's like a fan. Yes, I would do that so begrudgingly yeah. for, I'm like, I got to get my screen time. So I'd be on there, like just doing some, some you know, half. I learned endurance. Half, uh, I, I learned endurance on the treadmill because the treadmill was always my go-to because I was like, oh, it's simple. I don't, I'm not trying to learn all these complicated machines, but I would always go on the treadmill. It was right near right. the TVs and I would just jog like for literally for 20 minutes. Like literally, watching, yeah. Watching, watching Cartoon watching Network. Cartoon, like Cartoon Network and all the things we weren't allowed to watch. I'd be like, oh, okay. 20, 30 <laughs> minutes, I'll be jogging. But it's like, they got cable down here. Later on, I've realized how that like showed like, has conditioned my body for endurance. Like even now, like if, if I were to do a 5K now, I could probably just go for a long period of time, not even because I'm like in this crazy training that I've been in, but it's literally that ha- then the endurance that I built then during childhood has carried me on into my adulthood. Anyways, going off of what you said, I think it's with generational health, it's important to understand that it does start with you. You have to be the change that you want to see. And like you said, Mm -hmm. the decisions that you make now will continue to impact the rest of your lives. So why wait? Absolutely. Why wait? Like for the people who say, oh, in five years, I will do this. In 10 years when I'm married. Oh, in five years when I'm in my apartment and like I'm in control of my, you know, the groceries that I'm buying. Why wait? When it comes Mm -hmm. to having a general impact, you have to start today. And it, it's, it's mm-hmm. like you said, it's not even just things that you put in your body. It's not just physical activity, but it's even with your mind influences, right? The Bible talks about when, and what you, yeah, what you feed your yeah, mind. Absolutely. The Bible talks about renewing your mind and in the ways that you renew your mind is it can be with, you know, obviously the, the things that you are watching online, the people that you follow, even mm-hmm. the physical friends that you have in your life. Imagine if you have friends who are always consuming drugs. It doesn't have to be marijuana. Marijuana, drugs, alcohol. You Even if you don't necessarily want to do it or if you're not necessarily like, oh, yeah, that's not my lifestyle. Because of the friends and the community that you have around yourself, you're going to do that. If the people around you are not serious about your health, if you're going to the gym every day, but all your friends are not, over time, unless you have like mad discipline, that's going to affect you. I think even when you... And I yeah, lo- go ahead, go ahead. 
Oh, I love what you said. The friends around you are not serious about your health because what I was about to say is even outside bad influences, like people who would come and like, I don't know, bring you cocaine or whatever. I don't know if people do that, but even in the sense of like people who are not um, aligned with your goals, because even if someone doesn't have the same goal as you, they can still support you in what you're doing. Right. And an example for me is like, I don't drink alcohol. Right. But a lot of my friends do. And that's fine. Like they don't, they don't abuse it. Right. But they, they drink alcohol. I don't drink it at all. That's my personal conviction. My friends don't, they don't push me and say, come on, just have like, why are you not drinking? Have a, just have a a glass. Right. Because they know like, that's my personal conviction. That's what I'm doing. And and they do their thing and and it's cool, but you can be, for example, surrounded by people who maybe you're trying to quit. um, Cause a lot of people in this generation are alcoholics, but they will not admit it. Let's not even Mm. play around. So for example, if we're talking about alcohol, maybe you're trying to quit consuming so much alcohol and having healthier habits and a healthier relationship with alcohol or even food. Cause I've heard food yeah. addicts in this generation as well. Let's talk about it. And, um, if you're surrounded by people who are not supportive of your health, like you might be doing something and they're like, why are you like, why do you no longer like go out and get wasted with us? Or, you know, you think you're better than us. How come you don't, Oh, look at her. She's eating this. Like, how come you don't eat this and this anymore? That could be a, an environment where you're, if you're surrounded by people who are not encouraging and pushing you towards your Support goals, you right? well on that journey, they may yeah. not have the same goals, but you want to be surrounded by people yeah. who are going to encourage you along yeah. your generational goals. health. Exactly. It's a lifestyle that um, starts today. Anyways, yeah. for the people who are, um, you know, who maybe are on the beginning of their journey, they're like, I, yeah, I guess, you know, Hearing y'all talk, I'm like, wait, maybe I should make some changes today. You should. <laughs> well, we got to. Where Where do you start? That's a very loaded mm-hmm. question. And honestly, one thing I do as mm-hmm. a coach is I cater what I do to each person. Because every person is so different. Every person is coming from a different place has a, a different goal they want to they're trying to achieve <laughs> so you'll see a lot of these like programs that are like oh one size fits mm-hmm. all and i was like no one size does not fit all because we're each different kind of like yeah. our life journeys our wellness journeys are different and look different even something like not everyone has to be lifting you don't have to be lifting mm-hmm. i love to lift that's what i do but you don't have to lift to be fit you don't have to go running every day for mm-hmm. two miles to be fit right so where it, to give a general answer to that about where to start i would say start where you are with what you have. So, yeah. So I think many times we, we psych ourselves mm-hmm. out and discourage ourselves because we're like, well, I'm nervous yeah. to go to the gym, right? Yeah. Or I don't have a gym membership. I can't afford a gym membership. Or I don't know what to do with the gym. Or you have gym anxiety. That's a thing. That's a huge thing because I used to have it too. I'm not going to lie. Especially because I, I started out lifting yeah. in the gym that all the football players would train at. And I did it in the morning at the same time they would I'm train. Honored. So imagine walking in there, my little dainty self. It starts somewhere. I was lifting five pounds yeah. and the dudes are in there like... Listen, do you what guys you start need somewhere. To do. Even if you start with one pound, yeah. do your thing. You will learn. Listen, put on your cute outfit, walk in there with confidence, yeah. and do the bad form. You will learn. <laughs> Go on YouTube, find the form, figure it out, and or get a or get a health coach like me. You know, but yeah, the idea of starting where you are mm-hmm. with what you have. I was just saying, like sometimes you think 
we, we have this idea of like, it has to be perfect. It has to be like this. It needs to look like this fitness influencer. She wears this outfit. She drinks this shake. She does this program. She uses these bands, blah, 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 blah. No, 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 no. What do you have? Do you have a house? Do you have a body? Yeah. Do you have water? Boom. There you go. You're ready. Take a walk. Yeah. That's a place to start, right? If you haven't been active, people under, uh, walking is underrated. Get up go take a walk and be committed to it and consistent, to mention, consistent with it. Say you do two days a week, three days a week, five days a week, you go take a 30 minute walk, right? Or turn on your favorite music and mm -hmm. dance. Set a, a 15 minute timer or a song that's like 10 minutes or two songs and dance. Turn on worship, turn on Afro beats, turn on, um, you know, whatever, whatever you, whatever listen. You, you, you vibe to, right? A little twerk session. That, mm -hmm. Listen, twerking is on listen even for five minutes not even two minutes if you literally go eat current and actually actually I had, a, I had a really good twerk cardio session a week ago i was dripping sweat remember when we used to twerk to uh uh classical music oh yeah yeah <laughs> during the pandemic i was twerking the classical music here because yeah. you have the, the, the beats that are like i forget my my orchestra turns but i think it's staccato or something where it's like fast yeah, yeah. perfect because i don't like to listen to the some of what you feed your mind some of the music that has the nice twerk beat is toxic like it's just saying about all that. i'm like i don't want to hear that so i'll turn on some classical music and be twerking to that but that's an example right that's activity no one said you had to go to the gym you can yeah. literally be in your it can apartment be fun. it doesn't have to because i think that's another thing because if you look at even a lot of the fitness influences i think that people are comparing themselves to or to these celebrities a lot of them have the resources and the time right but it's like you have you you literally can afford even if you have horrible health habits you can afford to have someone who's going to force you out of your goddamn bed who you're paying all this money who is going to do everything from creating a fitness plan for you people yeah. literally will say a lot of those they'll people cook for you they'll cook for kim kardashian um even what's that girl who who everybody's obsessed with who dates a lot of people what's her name um taylor swift not taylor swift her her, she, her dad is well known Tor girl, oh, tori harvey know. tori harvey it's like she has been quoted saying and well she she so she, i guess she used to be bigger and then she lost a lot of the weight lori it's lori i was like who's tori harvey follow this woman i don't know who <laughs> she is okay but i hear i keep hearing things but one of the things she's been quoted to have said is that she she used to be big and she lost that weight and she did it because she would work out several times a day. I think she said, don't quote me because I don't remember the exact number, but it was over three times. It might have been six times a day. Something like okay, that. That's crazy. Well, you know what? That's her life. Maybe that's it's healthy for her. And she can but... afford to do that. But it was like she was working out several times a day. She was only she was limiting her calories. She wouldn't she wouldn't eat. I think it was more or less than a certain amount every single day for several months. Wow. And that's how she got to where her body is now but for the rest of us for the rest of us mm. it's not possible even for me yeah like i i think what i've been working on is um like consistency and discipline that's what i was about to say i was yeah. about to say starting where you are with what you have and being consistent with it yeah because consistency i think is one of the hardest things to work on for most people yeah. that's why most people like they start at the beginning of the year they do it for like a week or two and then they quit and they say i'm going to wait till the next year but yeah. if you eliminate all the excuses of i don't have this i don't have that i don't know how to do this i don't know how to do that what do you have you have a body you have legs right do you have a phone right do you have youtube 
Um, do you have music you can dance to? Do you have a place you can walk? Do you, you know, and that's the, with the fitness aspect. We can even talk about food, like food, say, and healthy food can be pretty expensive, right? Especially with inflation now, but how, what can you do with what you have? Yeah. Are you able to increase vegetables and fruits in your diet? Are you able to actually eat out less? Because when you, a lot of times places you eat out, it's not healthy. Are you able to eat out less, buy more healthy food, and then make one meal or two meals at home for yourself? Um, are you able to increase your water intake? Do you have access to good drinking water? Most people listening to podcasts probably do. Mm-hmm. Are you able to you know, replace your two cans of Coke with, you know, do one can of Coke each day and then go from there. So it's like yeah. the basically starting where you are with what you have and building from there and not comparing yeah. to other people's journeys. Like you're just talking about people who a lot of these fitness influencers we see, that's their full-time job. They do that every day. They literally wake up and they just eat well and work out. That's their job. And that's how they make money. And then they coach people and sell some programs and stuff like that. But if you're there comparing your life as a full-time um, someone who works full-time at a job, your mother, uh, exactly. You're and now you're comparing yourself student. to this person. Yeah, college student, a bro college student. Exactly. Being in a relationship, because being in a relationship is also sometimes be a distraction. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, bottom line, start where you are with what you have and be consistent with it. And then the second thing I would say is your mindset. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing this? And is your yep. reason a healthy reason, right? Yep. If your mindset is, I hate my body, sweetie, that's not sustainable. I'm all about sustainability. If you are going to exercise because you hate your body, that's not a sustainable mindset, nor is it a healthy mindset. Yeah. To work on changing that mindset to, we were talking about renewing your mind, right? And we're coming from a biblical perspective. I would encourage you mm-hmm. to actually search and ask God, like, what does it look like to honor you with my body? But coming from a place of, I love this body. God has gifted me this. No matter what size it is right now, mm-hmm. no matter how big your back is right now, because they, they're talking about unbigging their backs now. <laughs> No matter what what size stop yelling, you are right now. Huh? What did you say? I said stop yelling. <laughs> no matter if your body is at three hundred pounds, five hundred pounds, a hundred pounds, right? Because for some people, it's not even some people are not even trying to lose weight. Some people need to gain weight to get healthy, right? Yeah. So it, it's changing your mindset to loving your body, seeing your body as a gift God has given you, seeing it as he sees it. When God yeah. sees your body, he's not like, wow, you got some extra rolls. You got some uh, stretch marks over there. Hmm, <laughs> I'm going to rate you lower. No, he's like, you're still my child. You're still yeah. my son. You're still my daughter. Yeah. Um, I created you in my image, regardless of yeah. what weight your body is at, at this current moment, you are still created in the image of God. I still knit you together and you're fearfully and wonderfully made, even if you're carrying extra weight or you're carrying, or you're you underweight or, you know, you don't have as much muscle or you're whatever it is. Right. Mm-hmm. So be consistent, start where you are with what you have and change your mindset. Yep. That that's, that's where to start. <laughs> One of your episodes live at the well okay um, this is going to be the last thing about live at the well pod uh her podcast so if y'all are not subscribed yet y'all should probably like tune in so you're like what are they talking about you understand <laughs> <laughs> um it's you talk about very intriguing subjects the elephant Which in one? the sanctuary what oh. is that? what is this elephant That's... because if there's an elephant <laughs> in the sanctuary girl i want to know <laughs> 
What is the elephant in the sanctuary? The, the elephant in the sanctuary. Yeah. What is you know that? how they say they say the elephant in the room. You know that thing yeah. that is very obvious and it's clearly there. Everybody sees it, yeah. but nobody wants to address that it's there. Yeah. <laughs> and the elephant in the sanctuary, meaning like in the church, the Christian community, is gluttony. It's the sin of gluttony. And oh. And yeah, I think it's something that you rarely hear addressed from the pulpit. You rarely hear it, hear it addressed That's within true. Christian circles, small groups, mm-hmm. things like that. But I arguably more people probably struggle with it, especially in the Western church in America, than a lot of the other sins that people want to call out from the pulpit. Like people will call out homosexuality, they'll call out adultery, fornication, porn, masturbation. But rarely have I heard somebody just addressing and not even calling out in a neg- like trying to shame people, but really addressing gluttony and helping people find freedom from the sin of gluttony. Because the thing is, um, gluttony is related just like sin. Sin has consequences, right? There's many complications and consequences that come with any sin that we do besides, of course, grieving the heart of God. There's physical consequences that we may experience. And one of those that comes with gluttony is you know, gaining um, extra unhealthy weight, right? Yeah. Because there is there is such a thing as a healthy weight for your specific body. I don't subscribe to the whole, you know, everybody this age should be within 130 pounds and 140 pounds because everyone has a different body type, yeah. um, you know? And so there's a healthy weight each person has for their specific body and body type. And there is such a thing as carrying excess weight for your body that ends up causing more complications with your joints, with your heart, because your heart was not built to handle certain Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. um, with your, all those things. Right. And so we just, I don't really hear it talked about. I mean, maybe at y'all's church, but (laughs) at the churches I've been to the Pacific, actually only only recently have I heard like, cause I I watch a lot of uh, sermons on YouTube and talks on YouTube um, and social media. And now I'm starting to see people like, talk like pastors actually say hey like i think was was it pastor eric mason he was talking about how he uh, he admitted he's like i start i struggle with gluttony and i'm working on it and and i was like this is awesome right for someone to like outwardly state what people have refused to address for so long and i think because it's such a big issue i was just talking to someone at work yesterday about how i think that christians should have um I guess one of the biggest motivations to take care of our bodies just because of what we claim to believe about our bodies and yeah. about God. But you be at these church potlucks and everybody is just going in, right? And it's just like jokes about even like Thanksgiving, jokes about overeating and like, oh, I ate so much. I'm like, I'm I went into a food coma. I don't know. I mean, okay, but okay but anyways let me not even let me not even like go down that 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 uh rabbit hole but yeah just the basic idea of i think we do need to start having these conversations especially because a lot of people are struggling in secret with uh food addictions yeah um and overeating they don't even realize it i said or they don't know like they don't have the word for it Exactly. And, and, you know, there's power in being able to admit it and name it and then invite God into, I'm doing a devotional, right? Cause I'm actually thinking of creating a devotional eventually. Mm. Uh, You'd ask me where I see new evilness going in five to 10 years. Um, This is one of the things I do want to do is create um, 
just like some material and devotional to oh, help I people. Yeah, to help people start to like think about wellness in light of the gospel, you yeah. know? And I'm doing a devotional right now. And one thing I love that the lady did, I forget her name, I would have plugged her, but mm-hmm. um, she she just talks about like inviting God into your your struggles with overeating, right? Yeah. Who think, not many people think about that. No, not many people think about like, oh my gosh, I'm so yeah. tempted to like, eat this food. I really don't need to eat my, like, cause when I struggle with binge eating, mm. when I struggled with binge eating, my, I would already be full. My stomach would physically hurt, but I would yeah. still keep going and keep eating. Right. And so understanding what is the root of that? Right. Cause a lot of the stuff that we do, there's emotional layers and, and yeah. trauma and all these things. And this that is why are, you got to deal holistically with holistically. your because it's not Thank just you. about your physical body. Yes. It's about Come on. what's going on in your mind. Mentally spiritually, emotionally, physically, socially. Yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's the elephant in the room. And you know, we need to start, we really do need to start addressing it, you know? Yeah. And I always want to stress and what I stressed in my podcast too, was not coming from a place of judging. I think a lot of times when you speak certain truths, people automatically say you're judging them. And sometimes yeah. I wonder if it's conviction, but people are have a hard time admitting that, Hey, I'm actually in the wrong or I'm living in this sin or I'm struggling with this, but coming from a place of like, this is not helpful for you. And how can you invite God in this to bring healing so that you could feel better and be better? Um, and yeah, that's the, there's, that's actually a big a Bible verse. there's a Bible verse I came across the other day when I was reading, um, I, I think I was reading Proverbs 18 and there's a bible verse that said i just pulled it out right now when you were saying what you were saying it said fools find no pleasure in understanding but delight in airing their own opinions (laughs) okay so if you're getting upset you're a fool is basically (laughs) what that the gist of that is (laughs) anyways anyways i think yeah i think that's i feel a little convicted because i think even when it regards to seeing my body as a temple, right? Or I I think this year my theme, of course, is chasing happiness, but it's also surrender. So it's like, as I'm surrendering my full self, right? Which includes my physical body. It's not just about sexual purity or or abstinence. Mm. Like Mm. I think that's the easy go-to way that people naturally assume like, oh yeah, this is me surrendering my my body to the Lord or whatever. But it's- Because it's, they rank sin and put that as number one. Anyway, carry on. Again, convicted because yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think like worship or not worship, uh, wellness is not something that I, I readily um, involve God in because I'm like, oh yeah, I mean, I'm doing this for me and future generations, but like there's, I don't always think about it spiritually if that makes sense mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah all good things all good things um kind of moving on into the spicier um sector of the podcast um there was i don't know for y'all listening there was a woman named jackie o i think her full name is like jacqueline smith or something um, and god rest her soul because she passed away yeah um she her family. she i guess participated in wild and out and like she had like a, she was a businesswoman she had like all these brands and she she was friends with b simone um megan ashley like all these like well-known women i guess in in culture and basically what happened was 
she died suddenly at the age of 32 after mm -hmm. going to Miami to undergo, uh, in quotation, mommy makeover. And basically what a mommy makeover is, is a surgery that entails, and I'm reading this, <laughs> is a surgery that entails a combination of various procedures tailored to the patient's preferences and can include any combination of the following. It can be a tummy tuck, breast augmentation, breast lift, liposuction, vaginal rejuvenation surgery, um, but typically the standard mommy makeover entails a tummy tuck and breast augmentation. So basically Jackie O went for her procedure and just what, a few days later, she was dead. And mm -hmm. um, a lot of the people who are closest to her are being very like hush hush about the reason, but it was because of, you know, there's no confirmed reason of death, but it was relating to her procedures. And so I think today I wanted to also address, um, you know, I think even in regards to body dysmorphia, like I feel like culturally it's we're, we are almost like enabling body dysmorphia because if you look up what mm. body dysmorphia is, it's, um, it's a mental disorder characterized by the obsessive idea that some aspect of one's own body part or appearance is severely flawed and therefore warrants exceptional measures to hide or fix it, right? Just taking time to talk about the negative aspects of some of these procedures and the negative impact that they have on people because I think culturally we've been conditioned to, if you don't like something, fix it. Okay. If you don't mm -hmm. like something, fix it. If you don't want to have children, get that abortion. If you're having sex, then get on birth control. So Oops. I think um, I I wanted to start out with some stats for, and you can you can even add on. I think you you had the story about like the abortion situation, but um, like with BBLs, BBLs actually have the highest death rate of any aesthetic procedure. And I mean, if you look at the stats, you're like, oh, yeah, it's small, but it's still high. Okay. Why are people dying mm -hmm. from these procedures? Because <laughs> mm -hmm. so, it's elective. Yeah. And so I think with, with a BBL, fat is injected into the, the, the butt, the, the buttocks, um, mm -hmm. with a long metal tube, but it can lead to death because it can be difficult for doctors to know where exactly they're injecting. So they, and then it get, I think it gets to like it gets uh, into the is it the lungs or something yes. like a, the fat might get into yes. the muscle of the lungs. Yes, because doctors will mistakenly inject, you know, into whatever muscle and or right below it. So not in the right place that they're supposed to. So then that causes the fat to travel directly to other areas like the heart into the lungs, obstructing blood flow and causing mm. immediate death. So before y'all are out here like, ooh, the fat is BBL, get a bigger app, bigger, bigger nyash, okay? Look it up. Know the statistics, okay? But you know, the thing about BBLs, and like I said, it's so unfortunate that she passed away. I really, I don't, I don't keep up with, um, you know, like celebrities and, and whatnot. So I literally only heard about her after um, she passed away. And I know she had three, three young kids. Yeah. Um, it, it's so sad when I hear about young women, even younger than her, right? Yeah. Who are 
in there like 18 yeah even younger (laughs) yeah going and getting plastic surgery call it a bbl even getting botox even getting getting uh uh, boobs implants which a lot of people are are taking out their breast implants because they're they're realizing how unhealthy it is because basically a foreign object inside you when your body starts to reject it and then you start having like autoimmune stuff like that but it's it breaks my heart because and not you know because like let me start by saying everybody's free to do whatever they want to do with their bodies and you deal Mm -hmm. with the consequences of what ends up happening right like yeah. i can't tell someone don't do that don't do this yeah. that's, that's your, your life that's your choice. but we're just trying to raise that's awareness right. <laughs> that's your business exactly but i will say i think most women even though they will say oh i'm just doing this because i just want to da, 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 a lot of times they actually are insecure yeah like if you are most women if you're secure with your body you're unlikely going to go under the knife to get a surgery that could potentially kill you especially talking about like bbos that do have such a high rate of death over trying to build a bigger but like at that point just wear like butt pads or something you know what i mean like something that may not and again i think most of them are successful yeah however like some people do pass away from things like that but anyway it just breaks my heart that many young women are have not learned to love their bodies in their natural forms. Even we, we can talk about BBL. We can talk about like um, wigs and lashes and and cake and makeup. Not to atta- like I'm not attacking anybody. Again, I'm not coming for anybody. But understanding I'm not why you're one. doing it, I think that's, that's important. Like, understanding why you're doing why. it. Yeah. Yes, a lot of people hide behind like all these augmentation things people yeah. do to change their bodies in order to whether it's they they don't feel like they have a horrible self-image like I did. They have, they don't have self, uh, self-worth. They don't see when they look in the mirror at their natural selves, no, no makeup, no way, no butt plants. They feel so disgusted with themselves, right? They're not happy with themselves. And so they go very sad. And so they go to great lengths in order to achieve this. But the thing is, like I said, the root of the issue, it's not the outward. A lot of times it's, it's, within right so say you you still go and you get a a a bbl successful bbl everything works out well which is so i've seen the videos of how they're recovering and they have to lay on their bellies and like have these you can only eat liquid draining blood you can only sleep on your tummy your butt you can't sit on your butt like lord jesus (laughs) and but it's like someone really it's not even funny like someone really feels like they need to do that in order to feel a certain way but the thing is if the if the root of the issue was really inward about how you truly felt about yourself a bbl is not going to fix that yeah right a breast augmentation is not going to fix that getting wearing makeup every day uh for a full face of makeup kicking it all on your face like you know your skin is is suffering under is not going to fix that and so it just breaks my heart that there's things that these young women are doing that will impact their physical health because I don't, I haven't studied too much about like a lot of these plastic surgery procedures, but I would imagine that implanting silicone in your breasts or injecting. No, people get infections. A lot of, there are a lot of celebrities. So while everybody's not on the fad of, Ooh, BBL, blah, blah, blah. There are a lot of celebrities who are quite removing things. Black China, excuse me, Angela White is removing. She, I think she, the Kardashians took their stuff out. I don't know if all the Kardashians, but I think Kim for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's like you literally get infections. It affects your health long term. So you might yes. be short term thinking, oh, I want to have a fat ass. 
or I want to have big titties or whatever the situation is. Ooh, I want lip fillers. Even the fact like I, when I went, I was telling you the other day, like now when I get to, to, uh, when I go to get my makeup done, like I love mm-hmm. my, like I've never had issues with my lips and like, I'm blessed again for confidence. Like I could, I, sometimes I'm very confused because I look in the mirror sometimes and I catch a glimpse of, I don't know. But then in my mind, I'm like, whatever that glimpse was, I'm a fine ass B. Okay. <laughs> So whatever insecurities could be there, they're not there for some reason. So even my lips, it's like, get the behind Satan with your right. eyes. Even, even with my lips, like I go in to get my makeup done and then somehow they're overlining my lips and we're trying to make them big and full. I'm like, but, why are you trying to change my lips? You know? But do you think, do you think that, because we've kind of talked about how like being black is in right now. It's almost yep. like a, a thing where like a a lot of women you see are you know like mimicking not saying that there's there okay i'm not i'm even i'm not even right there's certain features no it's okay this is like i said this is a safe place and if anyone's upset you a fool going out to the world they're gonna attack me they're gonna cancel me i'm just playing i don't care cancel me if you want the lord ain't never gonna cancel me what you said feel free to log out anyways Nobody, nobody's holding you here. Nobody's Please, holding you again. This is a safe place to talk about, you know, the controversial things. Okay, you know, we go in there. Your mind. We talk about renewing your mind because some of y'all ain't having these conversations in your day to day life. You're just consuming, really? consuming, consuming, taking whatever the world says you should be. You should be this. You should be that. You should do that. Take a moment. If this podcast is 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 what that moment is for you, take a minute to pause and consider, like for yourself why you're doing some of these things that you're doing anyways continue she said, take a minute <laughs> take a minute take a hot minute in fact pause if you need to i think we need i think we need to one time you need to make this podcast a video because like the expressions are hilarious <laughs> but, but like um uh yeah like the a lot of features that you do see on black women are sort of in right now and again for mm-hmm. example not every black woman has a big butt right I happen to have one. A lot of East African women, Ugandan women have like big butts. Even if they have a lean, small build, they'll have a big butt. They have a little badonkadonk. They will will, will have a cabina. Hey, cabina, canene. And and so for me, that's the natural body build. So I guess I I haven't experienced what it is to not naturally be like that. But I do, I think about the... Is it because that's what is being pushed as the current standard of beauty? Because you see, even for example, the Kardashians who have yeah. been for so long, like the influence in of media and how to look. And so a lot of women from the lips, even to getting those BBLs, I think it's the Kardashians who started out, even for black women. Honestly, even I not to go there. I know this is a different topic, but I was going to say even the mixed babies, because I've had. Well. And anyways, <laughs> anyways. <laughs> Anyways, that's a topic for another day. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and so, because I'm thinking about how years ago when the standard of beauty was the small, blonde, blue-eyed, white yep. woman, a lot of, at least me personally, I was trying to achieve that in the closest way I could, right? Yeah. I was trying to be size two jeans. My body build is not made to be size two, y'all, by the way. Yep. Okay, and I'm, I'm thinking There were people that. bleaching. People who even try bleaching. to get rid of your natural curls because you want your hair African to women, straight. Yeah, African women bleaching, straightening hair, wearing straight wigs. Again, I'm not coming for anybody, but I'm saying I think there is an influence there, there um, is. on what the main 
like what the media is pushing. And so I think what has been in the media recently has been a certain type of body build. So I think a lot of women see that and they're like, well, I need to achieve a big butt because for some women, it's like, that's what men apparently like, right? So for women who are pining for men's attention or need the affection of a man because they haven't received it from anywhere else, they might be thinking like, oh, these are the kind of women that men go for. Oh, I need to somehow achieve this look so I can get this. So I wonder if part of it is something that just the call it the mainstream culture has created. Mm -hmm. And it's just so sad because I wish I see a lot of these women who I've even seen women who've gone and they've talked about their regret getting the BBL and talked about how like, there's even one woman who actually said she doesn't necessarily regret getting the BBL, but she did admit that she got it because she was pretty insecure about um, herself and that kind of thing. And so I would, I wish people would first, before you go to get any body augmentation, reach a place where you are truly satisfied with your body in its most natural state. Then you can say, okay, now I'm going to go and add this on. Yeah. Like yes. if you truly and are happy with yourself, because I I have friends who literally are happy with their with themselves, including myself. But then from time to time, it's like you're like, oh, you know, you like to dress up, you like you know to do your makeup a certain way, you like to throw on some wigs. But it's like even me, me without my wig, I'm still that same level of confidence. Honestly, same level. Like yeah, Natua in a wig and makeup and full makeup. And- it's still because I'm, I'm still not confident when I wake up in the morning and my skin is is actually my skin looks really nice in the morning, but you know, looking a bit crusty, I'm still confident. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. He said exactly. But even like I think even things like birth control, right? Um, I think not enough people again, obviously, like if if you are deciding to participate in sexual activities, then obviously, please practice safe sex um, or safe sex and safe birth control measures. But I think not enough people talk about the negative effects of it, right? At all. Um, At all. Because I think, again, it's a common solution. It's like, oh, you're going to have sex. Here's birth control. Here's IUD. Here's this. You You have people who are literally 13 or younger whenever starting you know taking in foreign objects whether it's the pill whether it's about iud whether it's y'all i i also as well do have <laughs> some birth control as well i have next on in my arm and i think i'm also speaking from a personal standpoint of view i decided to go on birth control because i was like yes um i know what the bible says about this but i know i'm going to be participating in some activities so let me be hmm. safe about it you know but now I'm, cel- now I'm on my now i'm now i'm on my what did you say I said, you sinner. I'm just you, kidding. Well, <laughs> I mean, we all sinner. And we all. <laughs> but thank and God for his grace for and forgiveness. For his grace and mercy and deliverance. Amen. <laughs> but anyways, I'm on my celibacy journey now. Um, but while on birth control, I I put on, I, I feel like, I mean, there were other factors as well because women's bodies fluctuate over time. But it's like, I feel like I put on, I put on weight. I mean, it's good weight, not going to lie. And <laughs> I put on weight. Um, I even emotionally, like it puts you in a different a place. Like, I feel like I've, I, I would say like, I remember texting, texting you. I was like, I feel insane, like insane in, the, <laughs> in terms of like how I was managing my emotions. Like I just felt like right. there was all this influx of emotions. And I was like, I, Nat- Natua normally is not like this. Okay. 
the mood swings you have to deal with um mm-hmm. spotting or the common thing that people say is like there's spotting or regularities in your menstrual cycle what they don't say is you could be bleeding for up to three months to more months consecutively yes i know i know a few people who have been bleeding actually someone months. did tell me they were bleeding yes. for a year like several months i actually i when i first got onto it like um my i mean my period was irregular and then it was like obviously i didn't have cramps which is kind of nice but then it's like I've also had a time where I was literally bleeding for like 22 days. So it's Dang. like straight having to wear a pad for 20 something days. Crazy. So people, people don't talk about this. Not only to mention pulmonary embolism, which is a fancy term for blood clots. Okay. When, especially when you're taking the, the pill, that's something people don't address. So estrogen levels increase when you're, um, when you're, you're uh, subjecting your body to, you know, different forms of birth control and they can have th- that also affects you once you decide to come off of it, right? So it could be even the people who you're attracted to might change. And that, I was about to say, yeah, go on, yeah, touch on that. That well, I heard. I was like, this is strange, but I heard that even the people, the men that women are attracted to when they are on birth control is different than the men they're attracted to when they're not on birth control, and it's related to like the increase in some of the hormones that make them more attracted to a certain kind of man. It was very interesting. Um, with listen, birth control, I think, and actually, a lot of young kids got on it because of acne. They were using it as treatment yeah. for acne. It was recommended as treatment for acne. Personally. I will never use any form of hormonal birth control, right? Like whenever I get married and start being sexually active, condoms and there's an an IUD that's not hormonal. Nah, I'm good. I don't want any foreign objects inside my body. Like if if God wants me to have them kids, I'm gonna have them kids. You're gonna have them kids. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But for people like me who's, you know, redeemed, I'll just say that. A redeemed virgin. Yes, and well, yeah. All jokes aside, anybody who like look up the medical effects of birth control. These are things that most people's physicians probably don't really explain to them, especially when you're young. You're not even like you're not even taking it all in. But even for the fact that there's some birth control that does interfere with people's women's ability to give birth, right? And uh, later on, when they do want to give birth, but then also just think about. To me, to me, me personally, me as me, okay? (laughs) To me, it seems very unnatural to stop a normal bodily process. Like, apparently there's a birth control that you cannot have a period for three years. I'm like, that's crazy to me. Like, there's a natural body process that my God created my body to do. And to, to stop it, to just stop it just seems so unnatural and unhealthy to me. Like, I haven't looked into the biological aspect of it but in my head it just does not make I sense mean, they especially are, they are negative effects because I, at the end of the day it's yeah. like doc- doctors want to make money like we, honestly well, they, they got to make money somehow even we can get surgery, into that there are so many <laughs> doctors who have come out of it like oh yeah I'm, I'm gonna be a plastic surgeon because that's where the money's at but it's like these doctors are trying to make money so they'll push certain things towards you Listen. but it's like you know again do your research a lot of these doctors don't. be googling things you go and ask them for for what uh what is it a diagnosis eh they go there googling things <laughs> don't get They're me on my, on my don't get me on my conspiracy theorist stuff okay because <laughs> your guests are about to be like this woman is a gnat no not not no. really though not really though but I, I don't really have like necessarily conspiracy theorists but i think a lot and i see things that people there's things that people just don't 
connect and don't talk about. And it's funny, actually, that you mentioned the whole um, the Google thing, because one time I went to a doctor, I forget what I was. I think I needed like my the yellow fever vaccine when I was going to Uganda. Mm -hmm. And there's a question I had that I'd already Google, because like, obviously, I'm not just going to ask the doctor's questions because doctors don't know everything. They only know what they're taught in school and like what they read in their research papers. And what Um, they also take the time to do research on. Yeah. Yeah, so I went and even right now, like I'm trying to heal my thi- my thyroid number. So I'm doing a lot of research, learning a lot. It's amazing. It's awesome learning about how, the human body and how amazing it, it, and intricate it is. But um, I went and I had a question. So of course I did my prior research. I already looked up the info and I just wanted to hear like um, her perspective. This woman turned around and started looking stuff up and showed me the exact same thing that I had found right, and and it, it from that, that moment I was just like, wow. I think we put a lot of um, shout out to doctors. I have a lot of doctor friends. Like I love. Yeah, them. I was gonna say my, my doctor friends are gonna change the world. Anyways, <laughs> amen. But I think I think we put a lot of like you need to own your health is the bottom line. Yeah. you know your body more than anybody else knows your body, right? More than anybody and else. Not even to talk, like even now I'm like now I'm thinking about like pregnancy and how like some black women are not. A lot of black women are dying for during pregnancy because a lot of times they're not, you know, taken seriously for certain things or certain complications. But knowing knowing your body, I think, is so key. Understanding your body in its natural form and learning like, okay, this is how I feel when this I feel like this when I eat this. I feel like this when I move my body, when I sleep um, adequately. I feel like this because I think you can't leave your entire health in the hands of a professional who is doing that. Most of I mean, they gotta be, they, it's a job, right? Many, many yeah. doctors are passionate about what they do, but at the end of the day, it's their job they and money, they do have they to answer to a certain pills that you may not need. They prescri- tell you to do, get procedures yeah. that you may not need. And that's, that's what, but that's what they know based on their, their education, right? They don't know your specific mm, body. I've heard they otherwise. I've heard in your body. That's true. You're with them yeah. for like, you know, you talk to them for five, 10 minutes and then they say, oh, okay, you have these symptoms. We're going to prescribe this medication. But it's like, hey, now, can we talk about the potential root cause? Like, are you exercising? Are you eating nutrition? Are you, do you have enough iron, vitamin D? You know, like what's your sleep habits like? But, you know, that's a whole another thing. I'm into holistic and nat- naturopathic, you know, medicine. Um, so I could go, I could go on and on and on about that. But yeah, I think anyone who is on birth control, considering getting on birth control should definitely really look up the side effects of it and just be like, okay, am I willing to take the risk of get of the side effects short-term and long-term? And are there other options? Like for me, for example, um, I plan to look into, um, I think, I guess it's called natural family planning or things like that. A lot of Catholics do use it because many Catholics don't believe in using birth control at all, period. So a lot of them do use natural family planning and, you know, Mm -hmm. checking your basal metabolic rate and, you know, your cervical fluid or mucus, whatever it's called, just to know, like, am I ovulating during this this time? Am I not? So I plan to use those natural forms of, you know, preventing uh, birth if I'm if me and my husband are not in a place where, like, you know, it's time to have another child. Um, but bottom line is just researching and knowing, understanding what you're putting in your body, even foods, turn around mm-hmm. the, a, the back of Doritos you're eating and look up what those ingredients are that you cannot pronounce. Like yeah. just, just knowing stuff like that is so key. Knowledge is power, knowing your body yourself yeah. and knowing about what you're putting in your body and what it's, uh, consequences and impacts could potentially be. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think, yeah, honestly, that's a good way, good way to end. Um, But I guess before we go, can you share your thoughts on the idea of can you love yourself and want to change yourself? And if, you know, if, if yes, why, if no, why? And then also like just your final thoughts on everything about generational health. I mean, absolutely, absolutely. You oftentimes loving yourself does move you to change yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, because loving, loving yourself, for example, if I, if you love something, there's yep. a certain way that you care for it and treat it as opposed to if you hate something, right? Yeah. My favorite pair of tennis shoes, like one time I went zip lining a couple of weeks ago and my, well, it was a surprise zip lining trip, but my friend had said, put on um, workout clothes and tennis shoes. And I asked her specifically, I said, are these going to get dirty? Because I do have <laughs> tennis shoes that I don't mind getting dirty and in the dirt. And then I have tennis shoes that they need to stay cute. They need to stay bright and they need to maintain their color. Right. Mm-hmm. I take care of those, those nice ones differently than I do the little, the, the little black ones that I could walk in the dirt and take them into the, yeah. in the woods and stuff like that. And so I love, obviously I have a preference for one of those shoes. So I take different care of them than I do the other ones. I even yeah. keep the other ones up on a little shelf. The other ones just be on the floor anyway. I don't care where they are. And so <laughs> something that you love, you take care of it in a different kind of yeah. way with a different kind of delicacy, with a different kind of care. And so yeah. absolutely loving yourself, you can love yourself fully. You can love yourself fully because God loves you fully as you are, you know? So you can love yourself and take care of yourself. It's kind of like how God loves us so much, but he still wants us to change and become better, become more sanctified, become more like his son. He's not saying, um, I'm going to love you more when you stop fornicating. He's not saying, I'm going to love you more when you stop, you know, masturbating, or I'm going to love you more when you stop being abusive or being a cheat or a liar. Mm -hmm. He's saying, I love you so much right now. And I want better for you. And I want more for you. So therefore do these things like obey me, you know, follow my, my leading and things of that nature. And in the same way, yeah, I can fully love myself as I am and desire to change. Right. I can fully love myself and want to change mentally and change my mindset. I can fully love myself. And from that love, I want to change and become emotionally healthy, healthier. I can fully love myself and decide I need to take care of this body. You know, I need to gain, gain healthy weight or lose unhealthy weight or, or whatnot. So absolutely. It's definitely possible. Um, and I think that comes with the mindset thing where people assume like people don't usually start taking care of their body, like trying to go to the gym and, and, and get on a, a eat healthy, not a diet. I don't believe in dieting by the way, but mm-hmm. changing their, their nutrition, their lifestyle, their food, um, until they feel like I've gotten to a point where I can't even look at myself anymore in the mirror. Like yeah. I hate how I look. I think we're used to that kind of perspective where it's like, okay, I hate my body. I hate it enough now to finally go and to do the gym it. and do something about it. But or it's like, now, no, now you're in the hospital for something. Now you have to do something about it. And other medical complications. Yeah. So mm-hmm. go from a place of loving your body. You treat something differently that you love than something yeah. that you hate or don't like, or don't care about. Um, and then any last thoughts on generational health? You said, Mm -hmm. honestly, it's just like focusing on where you are 
coming up with a, a like a reasonable and smart goals of where you eventually want to be setting a vision but also setting immediate goals for right now and yeah. figuring out what are the small steps i can do right now today right yes you may be like 10 years from now i want to be like this five years from now even a year from now i want to be like this i want to look like this i want to feel this way i want to have this healthy mindset i want to have this mm -hmm. this great emotional maturity and whatnot but it's like what does that look like right now today on on this day as i'm sitting here listening to this podcast right what does it look like this week to take one little small step towards that um, yeah. that thing that I'm working towards and just being consistent with it and taking those small steps and realizing how much influence that you as an individual hold on the people around you, whether they're friends, um, whether they are your kids, whether they are your mm -hmm. parents, whether they are your spouses. Um, yeah, that's what I, that's what I think that's what yeah. I would say. I love that. Honestly, I love it so much. I'm not going to add anything onto it. <laughs> The let end. me go ahead and drop, let me go what? ahead and drop this mic real quick. Let me drop no, it. Wait, 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 I was, drop a mic. <laughs> I'm not gonna add anything except for Romans twelve two, which says, "Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by the testing you might discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect." Mm. So, if you're if you're struggling mentally, emotionally physically turn to God and watch how he transforms your life for the good. Um, but anyways, thank you so much. Um, well, I call you Karen, <laughs> her middle name, but thank you so much Tuli or Tuli Mubona for being on my podcast and, um, yeah, drop, drop, drop the handles for the people who are listening. Where can they find you? On yeah, the it's been a it's been it's been a pleasure. I could talk about like health for days. Yeah. My <laughs> handle Instagram is new.eve.wellness. Mm -hmm. Um my podcast is available on Spotify and available on Apple Podcasts and actually a lot of other podcast platforms, but those are the main two mm -hmm. and it's live at the well. Um live l-i-v-e at the well like the water well mm -hmm. so feel free to hear more about my mindset and perspective on the podcast feel free to give me a follow on my uh page send me a dm and let's talk honestly let's talk i'm a health coach i'm a personal trainer but i genuinely just love inspiring and encouraging and equipping women, especially women of God, because that's the mindset and the perspective I hold, the biblical view, mm -hmm. to pursue wellness as worship. So just shoot me a DM, email. My email is also on there, newevewellness at gmail.com. And mm -hmm. yeah, y'all take care and be well. This is how I send out my podcast. Be, be well. well. Bye. <laughs>